her as a bride and hold her in my arms. For I have been a boy, I have been a youth, and I have been a man. I have sailed foot on the greatest navy on this side of the earth. I have been a poet, I have been a lover, and I shall one day die, Peter Pan. But you, Amber Autumn, shall come and know me better, man, because it's Christmas, baby! So there's this really great scene in Blockers 2019, which is an incredibly underrated uh, teen sex comedy, when the, like, three daughter teenage characters are sitting around at a table, um, and they're talking about how they're gonna get laid tonight at prom, and um, one of the doctors make one of the daughters makes like a like a Lord of the Rings reference or like a Star Trek reference, you know, some like baseline nerdy thing, and and one of the others like looks at her in the eyes and takes her hand and says, "I never know what you're talking about." I just think about that a lot. <laughs> You've never seen Peter Pan and the Neverland Pirates. I never have. I, I recognize the line, know me better, man, from A Muppet Christmas Carol, but that's about as much as I've got there. Yeah, that's what I, I was like, Amber's not going to know, but then she will know. I'm going to bring it home. You did. I mean, it got there, but I was already committed to doing the overlong bit where I talk about Blockers 2019. Hello, everyone. My name is Amber Autumn. She, her, I, it will surprise you to hear. And I'm Prince Devin. He, him, still now and probably forever. I know at this point that Christmas has already passed for you, um, but New Year's hasn't, so we're still in the season, so we're still getting away with doing our Christmas special, which, as a reminder, the way that we are doing this Christmas special is that each of us are, uh, instead of choosing an episode that we want to do, we are choosing an episode that the other person wants to do. It's a gift, because we're friends, and we love each other. And that's what this podcast is all about at the end of the day. Yeah, it's about love. And also, the lesson of the spirit is make... If I fucked it up. Make it last all year. Pretend I said it correct. It is the season of the heart. A special time of caring. The ways of love made clear. It is the season of the spirit. The message, if we hear it, is, is make, make it, it last, last all year. year. There we go. Brought I don't back. have this... I don't have it open in front of me. I just, like have watched that movie a lot of times. It's in the singing of a street corner choir. It's going home and getting formed by the fire. It's true when It's true wherever you oh. It feels like Christmas. It feels like Christmas. Ah, you probably know how the podcast works if you made it past all of this nonsense, but in case you don't, original podcasts do not steal. It's a podcast where every week I, Prince Devin, and my beautiful co-host Amber Autumn break down your favorite intellectual right. properties, mythologies, dumb jokes we talk about timmy the oc we made in high school for about 40 minutes and then we make a character within that space and today it's going to be a mystery for you audience and me amber what do you got for let me let me un, let me unwrap that christmas present absolutely so i'm gonna have you choose either left hand or right hand both hands lead to the same thing but oh exciting i have choices um I'm gonna go with left. Great, left hand, as I said, exactly the same thing as right hand, the illusion of choice. Um, we're gonna talk about Final Space today. Oh! <laughs> it seems like you want to talk about Final Space right now, and it doesn't seem like you have a lot of places to do that, and I thought you might like to. Oh, man, I... Oh, Final Space. What a... What a ride. I... <laughs> I made that video, and the creator told me it was cool, and that was a really nice day. So, this is gonna be very me-talky. Amber, 
do you know anything at all about Final Space? Nothing other than what you have tweeted. It's like an animated science fiction series, and that's kind of what I have. Okay, so Final Space <laughs> is the... Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's one of the things where I'm like, I haven't collected all of my thoughts and feelings about the three seasons that exist. But anyways, Final Space is an animated space opera comedy and I'm probably going to talk about big emotions and big moments and scale for a while, but a thing I really want everyone to remember is all of those things are true, and season three is really emotional, but it never stops being funny. It is like fast words, fast bits, really funny vocabulisms, the way Gary Goodspeed, the main character, uh, talks and articulates is funny and unique and interesting, and I love him, and it will go to really emotional places, but there will be a scene where Gary and his best friend Avocado are, like, separated by rocks, and Gary's like, we've connected. We can touch each other in a deeper realm because we've connected through the art of friendship, Quinn. And Quinn, his kind of girlfriend, kind of love of his life, is like, shouldn't we be connected like that? No, 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 Quinn, this is different. Friendship. Feel me, Avocado. Feel me. And then you cut back to Avocado, it's like, I feel you, Gary. I feel you, boy. And then they're both, like, shirtless and in, the, and in like, the dream scene from Gladiator where the wheat's blowing and Avocado's like, don't worry, Gary. We're gonna get out of here. And it's like, oh my god, Avocado! I feel you through the friendship! Yeah! So I'm sorry, his name is Avocado? Avocado with a T? He's a cat man. Why? Because that's the name of Olin Rogers' best friend who voices Avocado with a T. Oh, okay. That makes sense. That's as good a reason as any. Yeah, so Gary Goodspeed is your... If you've seen, like, a Galaxy Quest or you've played, like, a space... The Monkey Island, but in space, that's a name I can't remember. It's very in that vein. It's taking the trappings of a Flash Gordon and being a little sillier with it. And so Gary is this very kind of Darlord, bombastic, talks very funny guy who went to space jail because he accidentally blew up a bunch of ships trying to impress Quinn, this girl that he is infatuated with, and he stole a uniform of, like, the Space Brigade. I don't remember what it's called, but it's like, you've seen a sci-fi. You know that there's, like, a Space Earth Alliance thingy where everyone... I've seen one or two. Yeah, so he does that, and he goes to jail. The framing device for the first season is that you start in space wreckage and hugh who's the ship's computer is like you're running out of oxygen gary and gary's like oh look at that i am it's getting cold this sucks so every episode in season one you cut back to that and hugh goes uh you have like five minutes left of oxygen and so like every episode you're like oh man like even uh it's, oh, it's such a great framing device for season one and so season one introduces you to gary goodspeed avocado little Cotto, quinn and Kevin. I'm gonna talk about the people. Kevin is the worst. He is a, it's an acronym, but essentially he's like a sanity bot, so you don't go insane from the cold isolation of space, but he's the worst. Right. <laughs> he's, oh, good. He's a, he's a shitty invasive robot who doesn't understand social boundaries, and he's like... So what's the tone here? Is this like a, is this a Rick and Morty sort of a deal? Is this like... In like tone? Is this more common? Yeah. It's Futurama meets Attack of the Clones. Because I think of Rick and Morty as being nihilistic and cynical, right? Right. And Final Space is uplifting and, and happy. I watch Rick and Morty and I feel bad. 
and I watch Final Space and I feel good, even though Final Space will do worse things emotionally, but like the the message and what it wants to get across to an audience feels better to me than a Rick and Morty. Because then there is a Avocado, who is Gary's Catman best friend, who's Traxian, I think. So space space speak for Catman. And he's like the best in the universe at killing. And they build this uh, begrudging friendship. And you find out why he's working for the Lord Commander, who's the big villain of season one. The Lord Commander is voiced by David Tennant. That's a fun fact. David Tennant shows up in a lot of anime. Oh, hell yeah. We love him. He's great. He's really modulating his voice. I had no idea the Lord Commander was David Tennant. Also, apparently, Steven Yen is in this? Sure. Who's that? Um, as Little Kato? Little Kato. I don't know. He's a celebrity. He was in The Walking Dead. He was in Minari. He was the, the, the main guy in Minari. He's a celebrity. He was in that video that was like, have you ever been walking down the street with your best bro, and while you're walking, your hands accidentally touch? You're thinking, that was weird. I'm not gay. You are. You are gay. That guy? None of this is doing anything for me. Wow. Well, I've already spoiled the entire video for you. That's the whole video. I just said the whole thing. Anyway, there's a celebrity in that show. Don't worry about it. Find out Avocado is working for the Lord Commander because the Lord Commander has kidnapped his son, Little Kato. Gary and Avocado team up to get his son back. And then you meet... Quinn? And Quinn is the woman Gary has been just head over heels infatuated with the moment he saw her. Like, every day he spends on the prison ship, he sends a voice message to Quinn, and she doesn't get any of them. And then eventually she does, and Gary's like, oh my god, I've embarrassed myself for three years, and now she's going to watch all of them. (laughs) It's so good. God damn it. And then there is Nightfall, who is Quinn from the future. And she's got, like, cool Boma Fett armor. And Nightfall leads into, like... When I first watched this show, I was like, well, this is just gonna be a Futurama. A dumb space thing. But then it's so grand in scope, plot, and you meet the Titans, and you find out about the beginning of the universe and how the Arachnitex... Oh, shit, yeah. ...made the great cosmic web, and they made the Titans to help I'm them. sorry, Arachn... Excuse me? Hello? Okay, so the Arachnitex... This is gonna be... Because I haven't... <laughs> I have put... There's so much to cover, and I haven't thought about how I'm gonna do it at all. So Arachnitex are these, like, cosmic spider robot things, and they weaved the great... I'm with you so far. They weaved the great web that kind of forged the universe, and they made the Titans to help them construct that web, but then Invictus, the ultimate being of darkness, corrupted the Titans, and it became a whole big deal. And Bolo, who is voiced by Keith David, is the good Titan. So where else do I want to cover? And so season one, it's more contained. You think it's just going to be about the Lord Commander, but you find out that the Lord Commander's goal is to be a Titan, and you're like, what's that? And then you find out all of this history and lore and it's like the world is so much bigger than you thought and then in season two to reflect that we introduce new characters new crew members we get um lawrence who's the the dirt fucking worst but he's the worst in the way where like he's a conniving shyster who what's his line we're both self-interest hedonists living for the sake of our own pleasure and he's the fucking worst but you love to watch him be the worst you know what i'm saying I absolutely do. We just did our Hurk and Xena episode. <laughs> his two kids, his two adopted kids, Fox and Ash, 
and they get his ship. And that season is about finding the keys to find Bolo, who's the Titan, who's on our side, because he's voiced by Keith David. And you also meet Gary's mom, Cheryl Goodspeed, who's kind of awful. But before I forget, I do want to talk about Quinn and Gary, because they have a very tragic cosmic lovers thing, because... Quinn goes away for most of season one, like halfway through season one, she gets locked away. And then then most of season two is about finding her. And so you're hanging out with Nightfall, who's like Quinn from the future. She really wants to make things work with this Gary. But Gary's like, I love you because you're Quinn, but you're not my Quinn. So it's 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 weird and complicated. It makes sense. But Quinn like brings up this isn't the only us that exists within the universe. We've tried and failed them many times and Quinn and Gary are forever fated to be in love with each other but they never get to be together until this Gary and Quinn that we meet who have this very fun relationship Quinn warms up to Gary's dumb antics and he's fun to be around because you spend three seasons with him and Gary's fun to be around despite being kind of a dummy there's an episode where you have to go to like this dreamscape and Gary's dreamscape is like he's married a cookie <laughs> and he's got cookie wife and cookie yeah, me kids too. <laughs> put those chocolate chips in my mouth and he has to defeat this like invading force of teddy bears whose weakness is sick dancing so gary is like dancing them to death <laughs> love you gary you meet cheryl goodspeed who's gary's mom who hates gary who is a, a terrible mom and you find out why and it's because she was like this spy who the only person she ever really loved was Gary's dad. And then Gary's dad find out, found out that she was a spy who was like doing a lot of this undercover to get close to him. And he's like, absolutely not. That's fucking, you had a kid with me and it was a job. Get out of my house. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, Gary's dad dies. And I think the line is whatever part of me was good died with him. And looking at you just reminded me of him and that hurt too much. And so Gary's mom kind of sucks, but she gets better. Fuck. Yeah, she gets better over season three. I think the thing I'd want to say for like characters and because the show only has three seasons and it's very unfortunate. God, I shows I love only get three seasons. Fucking Final Space, DuckTales, Owl House. Stop doing that to me specifically. But if we're going to have like a character who exists in all three seasons. At least Craig of the Creek is still going. I haven't seen it. I've heard good things. That's right. So if we're going to have a character who exists kind of in all three seasons, it's like season one, you're introducing him, right? You know Avocado's the best at killing in the universe. Season two, we're meeting new characters. We meet Ash and Fox, and Fox is like super good at war, but he wants to. He was an artist before this, and he he's always about finding the peace and making this a family. And Ash has like these mystic powers, and like the joke is like kind of ha ha ha. She's unstable, and then you get to season three, and you take Ash is kind of unstable, and she has magic powers, or the thing Avocado is best at in the universe is murder. These are scary traits. What if we really examine that? And so, like, season three, you find out Avocado killed little Kato's parents because the thing he excels at more than anything in the world is murder. And he killed his son's parents. And then he, he, Shit. Saw, he saw little Kato, and it's, oh, it's the line is, all I want to be is your father. You, you gave me hope that I could be good. Also, before I forget, Avocado and Gary are little Kato's parents. And it's like, it's never a weird thing because Avocado dies in season two and Gary like steps up and becomes a father figure. And someone's like, I think you like actually need to be his dad. And Gary's like, I'm never going to be Avocado, but would you be okay if I was your dad? And Avocado's like, 
yeah, I think I would because they have like a really a fun relationship. And so Avocado's like, yeah, my two dads, it rules. Uh, and there's, oh, there's, oh, fuck. <laughs> Just the scene where Avocado admits to Gary that he kills little Kato's parents and they just have a fucking uh, fist fight because they're both hurting and they don't know what else to do with it. But they're having the fist fight and Gary goes, time out! And then Avocado's like, okay, because it's still a comedy and it's still funny. So they take their time out and then they time back in and they punch each other. And Gary's like, your your biggest crime wasn't killing his parents. It was crawling to that kid's heart because you telling them this is going to destroy him. And I know that, and I love that kid, and we need to be his parents. And oh, I think about the scene where like, so, and like Ash, right? Who's thinking she's kind of unstable and she has magic powers. We push that to the limit and Ash, like, I don't want to say betrays the team because from her perspective, she isn't because Gary, through circumstance, inadvertently kills her brother. And then she finds out that Avocado killed Little Kato's parents and Little Kato has like had a crush on Ash the whole time. So he's been the one who's nice to her. So she wants to take him away from these murder monsters from her perspective. And she does. And she like drags him to Invictus because Invictus is like, your powers come from me. Darkness. (laughs) Gary and Avocado's dads go to save him. And Gary's line is like, we mess up and we make bad decisions. And I'm sorry, Ash, but Avocado, we're here at the gate of hell because we love you and I think about it and I tear up and I I love Final Space. I've talked for a while. Are there any questions you would like answered in a certain direction for like making a character within this universe or anything? I'm this is a fuck of a pitch. I like I'm I'm almost disappointed because now I'm like now I'm like shit, I kind of want to watch this. Please watch Final Space. It's so good. But it's a great I'm like going to fucking watch Final Space and it's going to be like like I'm gonna watch Final Space, then I'm gonna be like, "Well, I I already I already did the episode though." Um, <laughs> we're allowed to do revisits. It's fine because that one would be interesting because then we'd be able to talk about it, and it wouldn't just be me talking about it. No, that's that's what the show is. It's fine. It's allowed to do that. I'm I'm being sold on it as we go. Yeah. So they're on they're on a prison ship. I have that much understanding, and they're um they're going on like big adventures to like save the universe. And our main cast of characters are like people who like live on the ship and like probably largely prisoners, and that one AI. Okay, so the the, um, the prison ship goes away season one because the opening is that it blows up and then Gary finds a new ship. Clarence has his own ship and they find another ship past that. But um, so it is characters living on a ship and i think most of them are criminals by happenstance except for like quinn real quick you said the ai and i didn't talk about hugh at all hugh's great you think he's just kind of a semi-sarcastic alfred type but then in season two they have to leave hugh's ship so hugh has to get a robot body and he has to kind of deal with like i've been an ai my whole life what are the pitfalls and benefits of having a physical body that exists in space and he has this like budding romance with the new ship's ai and there's a really cute scene where like he lets that ai into his robot body and they're kind of like ai boning it's weird and cute so they're no longer on the ship and instead they are in final space hence the name of the show that's that's what's going on here yeah uh season three takes place in final space i also didn't talk about mooncake shit what is final space Final Space. Devin, what's Final Space? Final Space is a tear in the galaxy where Invictus lives, Invictus being the 
ultimate evil who, if exists in a realm, will consume it to darkness or whatever. So it's like, final space is not a place you want to get to. Things become trapped in final space. When we get into final space, we see a bunch of floating dead Garys out in deep space because again this isn't this is not the first gary or quinn we followed they've tried and failed a lot and so yeah final space is a specific location mooncake who is like gary's best friend pet sort of marshmallow character is when they sealed final space the first time a little piece of it got out into our space and became sentient and he's this green floating ball who goes the villains want mooncake so that they can open final space so that invictus can get out they still live in the ship season one we're just in our space we're trying to defeat the lord commander season two we're trying to get seven MacGuffins to unlock bolo who is the titan who's on our side so that we can go to final space to defeat invictus season three takes place in final space and then we try to leave because we have royally screwed the pooch because season three is about examining the darker bits of these characters and also it is a progressive slope downwards things are made worse in season three good as they should be okay i think i pretty much get all of this so far so it 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 sounds like our it sounds like our 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 options here are going to be like either like member of the crew or just like space alien character who exists in the world or like one of the villains right is that sound does that sound true yeah, those are those are the ways you'd make a character. There are some some side ones I left out. Can't remember his name, but he's got like four eyes and he, he talks like this, and he's very dramatic and he leads the resistance. And eventually he has a son or like Good. there's this family who want to murder Gary because Gary needed a disguise and Clarence gave him what Gary thought was just a suit but turned out to be, like, the skin of this alien's dead wife. And so that guy fucking hates Fuck. Gary. <laughs> he wants to murder the shit out of Gary. Or Jesus. We, yeah, or we make a crewmate, or we make a villain, and the villains... So the villains can be like that, someone who just wants to murder Gary. There's this other guy who wants to murder Gary because, uh... Spoilers, they kind of lose Earth. And so a lot of people died. And so this one guy lost his family and his new modus operandi becomes murder the shit out of Gary. Or they're the the Lord Commander who wants to become a Titan. Or they're Invictus who is evil. So you can have a villain who is more ground level, is more personally fueled by their frustration with Gary. Or they are an emissary of the Titans of Invictus and they're down with the fucking cosmic darkness. Yeah, I do feel like I am broadly more excited about doing a villain character. I don't know. What do we think are like pros and cons of doing of of doing ground level versus doing a a big scary one? I bet if you're doing like a big scary one, you get to have a fun power set or creative fights. If you do a, a ground level one, the ways in which people be mad or Gary are kind of explored, unless you're doing just kind of like a I'm trying to think. Like a Jane and the Silk Arrows type of ground level character who just shows up occasionally to just steal from the crew. And I'm not here to kill you, but I'm going to make your day a little bit worse because you have the thing I want. Right. I think without having access to like a lot of deep psychology here, I am more interested in someone who's just kind of fucking running around in space. You know, someone who like it isn't necessarily as personal, but who is more like... 
Yeah, you 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 get it. You get it. Yeah, we love a Carthonassi. I don't know what's unique about this world that makes that appealing. I'm just gonna throw out some stuff about like design purposes, but because it's an animated show and it's a very simple style, you're allowed to just have weird fucking anatomy. There's these people the Lord Commander talks to whose eyes don't exist on like they have blank faces and their eyes are like floating in space and they get to telenetically control where their eyes move and that's just cool that's awesome there's this one guy clarence keeps trying to make a deal with but he's like you have to shake all of my arms and then arms keep popping out of different places and the last one like pops out (laughs) of his butt and clarence is like oh god no that's funny from just like a design perspective that's a place you'd like to start you're allowed to just do like weird fun kooky shit you know they'd like to do in star trek but they can't do because they have a budget but they can't Right. What's fun for me with that? My mind immediately goes to, like, a bunch of, like, weird horror shit, you know? Arrival shit, you know? (laughs) Which is not necessarily what we're going for here, but... Or maybe it is, I don't know. If you wanted, like, more weird arrival shit, the show would go there, but I think that's... I think that would be more of, like, a a cosmic thing, and you just kind of want a jerk. Okay. I'm gonna say a thing, tell me what you think. What if it's one of those things where it's a swarm of insects who collectively make a sentient thing, and then you put them in a little fashionable scarf. I really think a ground-level dude would be enemies with the guy with the four eyes whose name I can't remember, who's the leader of the Resistance. And he's dramatic, and he comments on everyone's fashion sense. And he sees sees Quinn, and he's like, you are pulling off that scarf. I also want it if you die. Can I have it if you die? Not that I want you to, but it must live on. Okay. So, alien who's fucking weird and impossible, and also best friends with an absolute fucking queen. It's Tribor, that's his fucking name. That doesn't mean anything to you, but Tribor's like an LGM. He's just a very, like, green alien, but he has four eyes. No, totally. He has a son in season three for, like, kind of no reason, but then he pops out and he speaks Spanish, and they're like, why does he speak Spanish? And he's like, can you think of a more dramatic language? <laughs> that's true. I'm, like, looking around my room right like you know that thing where you like look around your room like are there any objects here that are inspiring me yeah what if you did a teenage mutant ninja turtle things where you have triceratons who are just humanoid but their head is a fucking triceratops what if you did like a dragon man okay a giant what do you mean dragon man like a dragonborn but with wings Honestly, it's a little too normal. I think we can do better. I think we can get more out there. What if it's a slime who is gelatinous but has, like, a robot suit exoskeleton thing that they shoot in sometimes to, like, oh, you'd be freaked out if you saw my grotesque slime body. And then sometimes in situations they get out of the exosuit and you see them in their weird slime body. I love Daleks. Oh, yeah, they are fucking weird ass utroms fucking freak ass utroms i don't know what that is that's um, ninja turtles baby oh uh, okay that makes sense okay what if okay I, I have, no okay I go know. you go you go it's like a robot with kind of a blank face and it's like we are the collective and it's not like a greater purpose borg or cyberman thing it's just a robot ai who has multiple bodies so anytime one blows up they have another one and their 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 goals are just to be a dick and take money because I think that's kind of funny. And that's taking like a sci-fi trope, right? The collective Skynet thing. And then sort of making it more of a comedy. Yeah. I like that. Can. This is a weirder take. Feel free to shoot it down. 
what if this is a character who is a building? Like, the character isn't just, like, the abstract concept of Skynet, but is, in fact, the the office buildings of Skynet, anthropomorphized, speaking to people. So it's not like a building they go into and the building talks to them? Yeah. That's a long silence, which means no. It's, that's totally fine. I, I'm just kind of picturing, like, they go into a building, and then the building is a dick, and I'm like, well, that's kind of fun. I don't know how that's recurring. Why would they go back to the building? It's true. That does that does present a challenge, is getting them to go back there. One easy way is just making the building a spaceship, right? Almost almost too easy, though. Like, I don't know, the, the, the sentient spaceship IMO has been done. Yeah, and we do have that with Hugh, and I think her name's Ava in Season 2. Hugh and Ava are both AI ship thingies. Weird bug shape. Bugs give me any ideas? You like bugs? I do love bugs. I think, I think Skynet crossed with bugs could be funny and cute. So you, so you have a character who is Skynet but funny, and also, they, in probably the, the proper plural sense of they, non-singular they, are made of bugs? Are... What if it's I think a cosmic parasite, and so like every time you meet him, it's a different character design, but then they'll be like, and then they get that voice, and you're like, oh, it's fucking Alpeggio, that That's motherfucker. Cute. That's cute, and you all—they all get to be named by the same person. Yeah, voiced by the same person. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. So fucking arpeggio. What? Uh, what do they want other than to just kind of be a jerk, steal some shit? <laughs> other than to be an asshole. Other than to be uh, smug yet charming. Okay. What if they're ground level, right? And since they don't really have right. powers, but what if right. they're employed by? the lord commander or something so like that's so you get a ground level threat who is in related to the bigger threat and they're there because they can kind of play defense and distraction and they can be good with shoot shoot gun and they aren't really invested in any of the bigger scale stuff because they're still just a person trying to make it with my space cash okay great follow-up we keep the bit where they like think of themselves as skynet and like as as being this like very important collective made of like all the people in the world we 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 keep that bit and also they are for hire and are absolutely being employed by people and and they like have a sense of self-importance which is completely unwarranted yeah they are very grandiose with their gesture and speechisms but then it's just like hire me for 50 space bucks and two shots of tequila can they be voiced by antonio banderas Yes, I think that's very funny. And and yeah, they're just like so so we think that they're just doing like grunt work. They don't have any stake in this. They think of themselves as being really important and they try to like or and and like doing something that really matters and they like definitely try to give off that impression, but like it's very obviously all post hoc justifications and like and like we we make that clear like you can tell that they don't actually have any belief in the things that they're saying. Like they'll say something They'll be like, here is why I'm doing this and this. And then someone will point out, well, that doesn't make sense because of this reason and this reason. And they'll like point it out and, and, and the Skynet will go, oh, well, 
uh, and then they'll find some other justification because it's very clear that they are just like trying to come up with a reason to be here. That's cute. I like that. How long do you want them to stick around? Are they like a a full arc throughout the whole seasons, or are they just kind of like a season two villain who's kind of fun? I was imagining like recurring villain for like maybe like a season. Okay. Yeah. Not, like, the main threat, but, like, they pop up in occasional episodes from time to time. Yeah, they're just a a recurring villain who's fun and a shocker, if you will. Thanks, Gary Goodspeed. Gary's such a good guy. So we, we we, like, hate, like, the AI sucks, right? Like, the AI that's there to therapize them but actually sucks. Does our like evolving? Does our understanding of that character evolve over time, or is that just like a character who sucks end to end? Yeah, Kevin. Kevin sucks the end. Like I, like I was waiting all of season three. I'm like, okay, but like Kevin's gonna have something, and I think like the most you get out of Kevin is Kevin doesn't suck because he's a jerk. He's trying. He's just bad. He just is bad at it. He's bad at it. And Perfect. He's going he's, he's gonna to be like, oh, Gary's sad because his girlfriend might die. What if I made the fridge his new girlfriend? But I also, I kind of want to fuck that fridge. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. Um, uh, do we want to name for Skynet? Do we want to name Skynet? I was thinking Arpeggio because that just seems like a random name that would show up. But also we could do like a, they tried to do Skynet, but bad. Yeah, okay. Okay, to which one, though? Oh, uh, like, separately. I don't actually know what arpeggio means. <laughs> it's just it's just a name. I know it from Sly Cooper 3. That's who you think is going to be the main villain. But then swear over the last second, uh, arpeggio doesn't fucking matter. Screw this flightless bird. Yeah. Antonio Banderas is doing this fun introduction of, like, Over the cosmos that I have scoured and existed for eons, I have seen stars, birth, and eclipse. I've gone by many names, Cosmic Plague, the Scourge of Blabada, the Colonel of Colmadar, but I have been come to known as Arpeggio. And, and it's like, just like a, it's just like a, and Gary's just like, that's just a name. And he's like, yes. <laughs> but yeah, Gary would just be like, that's just a name, my guy. That's just a name. <laughs> yeah, it's just Yeah, a that's name. pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. I'll take that. Arpeggio. Right, what does Arpeggio look like other uh, than like... Cosmic Bug... I was thinking, like, glowy germs. Have you seen Adventure Time, Cosmic Owl? No. I have seen very little Adventure Time in my in my day. Okay, so I was picturing golden, sort of glowy, translucent, animated germs that will go up your nose. And then you'll be like, Ugh! and then you speak with the cadence of Antonio Banderas. Do the do they do they like take on a form? You have like a like a little face that gets formed in the glowy dust sometimes when when they're like incorporeal. That could be fun. And then you can like have sequences where the character is like disembodied and like floating in space or a jar or whatever, and they still get to like interact. Oh god, that's so funny. There's there's an episode where they catch Arpaggio in a jar, and he just spends the episode in a jar. <laughs> absolutely about how important. He is. Yeah, that's that's absolutely right. Arpeggio. Do we want to give them one extra thing apiece? Yeah, let's do it. To it. What do I think about Arpeggio? What do I have to say? All right, I got one. So Gary's dad in the show is like he's voiced by Ron Perlman. Okay, so great. You know he's, so you know he's a big hero man with a big strong chin, but he's kind of like famous because he sacrificed himself to save a thing. I think it would be right. kind of cute 
if uh, Arpeggio, who is very high and mighty and highly opinionated himself, meets Gary and is like, oh, I'm a super fan of your dad. And that's kind of like a fun dynamic of like, it's nothing personal, but I must kill you, son of the man I love. <laughs> like romantically or just like he's a fan? He's just like a, like he's a fan. He's like, oh, could I get your autograph? I have your dad's Incredible. cards. That's really funny. I love that. Absolutely. Okay. I love this. This is this character's having a great time being around. I want some kind of like like visual way that you can tell that a character has been arpeggiized, right? Because you want to be able to visually make that clear when you're when you're doing storytelling. Can we have a dust of glitter of like the golden glitter emanating off of whoever has been arpeggiized in like in the form of a cape. Like, they're always wearing some, like, dramatic Lando Calrissian-ass cape. Oh, that fucking rules. Hell yeah, I love that. <laughs> Incredible. And that's that's Arpeggio. We did it. Arpeggio, our, our cosmic Skynet dust. Our, <laughs> our faggy little prince. Our big old gay lord who fucking loves hanging out with Tribor. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> they're such catty bitches when they're together. <sighs> wow. Final yeah. Um, great show. You have HBO Max? Check it out. There's also pirate sites that you could watch it on, which like won't affect the show anymore because it got canceled. So like, find it however you can. Final space, baby. Yeah, I mean, it sounds great. I will. Yeah, yes, I will. God, I convinced one person to watch Final Space. No, I I actually like it. Sounds great. like I'm in the middle of a lot of stuff right now, admittedly, but that's a that's a fuck of a sales pitch you gave me on that one. Truly, did my best. I want to watch it. You should watch Craig of the Creek, and then and then we can meet around here. We can meet back when I when I've watched it, and I can say more about it. Sick. That week we'll do Craig of the Creek and Final Space revisit. Oh, won't that be fun? All right. Um, and that was an episode of original podcast. Do not steal a show you may have heard about by us, me, Amber Autumn and Devin also as well is there too. Oh, monetize the friendship, baby. It's Christmas. Give me money. (laughs) Merry Christmas. That's right. Okay, cool. Join us next week when Devin tries to get us to talk about professional wrestling, but instead, much to his chagrin, uh, we just get back on schedule to do our episode on the Marvel Cinematic Universe television specifically. So that'll be fun. Won't that be a fun time for all of you? It'll be super outdated because, oh man, we could have talked about Hawkeye this episode, but we did. I know, we didn't get, we've already recorded that episode. We didn't get to talk about Hawkeye in it because uh, it hadn't come out yet, but when we recorded it, because we are fucking fools. I'm Displacement. Hawkeye's fun. It's so refreshingly low stakes. And King Hawkeye's a delight. Absolutely. I mean, you could tell it was him from the second he shows up on screen. Um, Yeah. Like, like way before they announce it. Space goodbye. Space space goodbye. Space bucks, baby. (laughs) Okay, bye. Bye.